Welcome to this week's episode of the Baseball Together Podcast, Baseball Family. This week we have Clayton Kershaw's early exit, Joe Madden has befuddled Mike Trout, and Copa Hats coming up next, because where else are you going to go? Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together Podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes, and now baseball together welcome to this week's episode of the baseball together podcast baseball family i am one of your hosts my name is brad and as always on my right is brig welcome brig how are you today well i'm real good how are you brad i'm doing fantastic i'm doing better man i had a rough night last night i was like sick and it was miserable miserable experience but i feel like i'm on the mend doing better so i think i'm gonna make it through the week and i'll be better by the time you get here next week so we can go to baseball games Yes! You better be, because I'm bringing it. <laughs> you could wheel me on my deathbed break, and I would still go to both of those games. Yes! But... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's going right. be awesome. <laughs> so, we had an eventful weekend, that we week and weekend. We had our first full week of baseball. First, yep. uh, I guess, second full weekend of baseball. And we're very excited. We had some interesting things happen over the week that we're going to get into, we're going to talk about. Um, first of them being Clayton Kershaw last week had a perfect game through seven innings. He had thrown only 80 pitches in this outing yeah. and it was against, it was against the twins. It was against the Minnesota twins yeah. in Minnesota. Okay. I feel right. like this is all contextual, right? It's important. Now at the time we were all extremely upset, Brig, right? I'm still pissed. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Back to you, now, Brad. <laughs> Brig is pissed. Newsflash. Also, water is wet. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> now, I've had some time to stew on this, to think about it, and actually hear what Clayton Kershaw had to say about it. And the more I hear him talk about it, and by that I mean, like, I read two articles with quotes from him. I think he pulled himself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he pulled himself out of the game because did did you get to watch the game or are you just listening? I watched it. So when they when he came out after the seventh inning, he put his jacket on. He was going around high five and everybody Big in the smiles. dugout, everything. Yeah. Big smiles. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't seem upset about it at all. That's true. And, That's true. And Chris Mad Dog Russo was on the K Rod broadcast last night talking about it. And he's like he's like, Clayton Kershaw is soft. He pulled himself out of that game. You're a baseball player. You're going for history blah blah all this stuff just going off and i was like i understand like being selfish and being upset about it but honestly brig it is what month is it it's still april it's still april that was his yeah. first start of the season yep and we had a shortened spring training yep clayton kershaw is like you know what's more important to me rings i got a no hitter i don't need a perfect game i'm going to the hall anyway you think he's going That's to the Hall of opinion. Fame anyway? I think he's going to the Hall of Fame anyway. He's one of the greatest regular season pitchers we have ever seen. I, that's true. That's super true. And he got um, he got over the hump in 2020, and he was able to yeah. help his team win a World Series. And if he does it again this year, yeah. Oh, then he's a lock. That's a that's a lock. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I'm upset for him and for the fan base. Now, if you take him out of the equation where he's not upset for him, then I'm not going to be upset for him. What do I care? But I'm upset for the fans. I'm upset for baseball because 
I like we like to see perfectos. That's it. Right, we do. It's, yeah, and it's good for baseball. It is, and it, it's also an incredibly selfish thing, right? Like we want to go, and and everything about being a fan is incredibly selfish. It is. We it want, totally we is. Want, we know we want the players to go out there to play 162 games and play their best every single day. And if they take, totally. if they play 160 and five of those, they're like awkward. We're upset, right? Especially if you're a Yankees fan. Especially if you're a Yankees fan, because Rome is not yet burning, but boy, it smells like smoke. <laughs> And it's still April. We played like you know. Well, I saw nine games. I saw a lot of stuff this weekend. It was like, now I'm not like worried for them or anything, but like, is it possible the Yankees like stink? Like, yes, it is possible. If, is, was that rhetorical, Brad? Because it's I, not. It's it's just a question that I saw asked. And I was like, I don't know. It's only ten games in. Really early to tell. Like, the Orioles could go on a tear and be in first place in the AL East the end of April and yeah. still finish 30 games out of first place totally at the end of the season. That's exactly it is right. absolutely possible. The problem that the Yankees have is that they'll go in June, they'll rip off 15 in a row, and then in July they'll lose 15 in a row. <laughs> Sorry, right? I'm counting on my fingers all the things wrong with the Yankees right now. <laughs> yes, you have your socks no. off? Yeah, I do. I'm wearing Chacos, bro. <laughs> it's above 40 degrees. Have you met me? No. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we'll it's, move on. It's so, rough, though. It seems pretty brutal, honestly. But you're right. That going back, we are selfish fans. Fans are selfish. That's the nature of being a fan. But. Um, I wish Clayton Kershaw had finished it out. I get the reasoning. I think he's right. Mm -hmm. Altruistically, I wish he'd finished it out and still gone into play in October. But I know both of those potentially aren't possible. But because it's April, why not leave him in? And if there is a need to rehab anything, if there is a need to pull him out, you can do that in May or June. Mm -hmm. I I don't see the problem with leaving him in in April. There's still so much margin to make things comfortable for October. Right. And I understand all that. And I still think he could have gotten out of there in a perfect game with like 95 pitches. Totally. With the way he was dealing. And totally. my other thing was send him back out there. He gives up a hit or a walk or anything. Pull him out. Let it be his fault. Let it, let it, let the cards fall. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. say. Yes. And I think if he wanted to come out, but Dave Roberts had sent him out there anyway, he probably would have just grooved one. They were up by totally. seven. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who cares at that point? He has great run support, and he has great defense behind him. I don't see yeah. why you take him out of the game. I'm still mad. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, like, I would have liked to have seen it, but I understand it. So I'm not I'm not mad anymore. It's just like it would have been cool to watch that finish out. But anyway, all right. I'm mad? You're, you don't have to be mad. I'm mad. <laughs> you can be mad for both of us, Brig. All I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move up to San Francisco. Alyssa okay. Nakin with the San Francisco Giants became the first woman to coach on the field in Major League Baseball. Uh, she went out and she coached first base after Antoine Richardson was ejected. Um, I saw somebody say, like, do you think he did it on purpose because he knew she was going to come out and replace him? <laughs> I, I saw that as well. And I, I think I heard that he's also been party to other historical moments in the past where he may have like engineered it or part of partially, hmm. um, you know, played his aware. role that he could have. Yeah. Like he just stepped himself aside so somebody else could. Yeah. That's cool. 
That's really cool. And I think it's awesome she's able to get on the field. She looked (laughs) at first, it was funny because you see the video and it's like she didn't know what to do with her hands. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she put them on her hips and then she folded them, then she put them back down and then down to her side. It's like, yeah, I'd be the exact same way, wildly uncomfortable in that moment. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Because you know, 1000% the camera is on you. Yeah, and all the highlight yeah. reels and everything for months. Oh yeah, honestly, everything. everything. Yeah, it's, good. Um, it's super exciting for her though. This is a breakthrough moment for women in baseball, and we're just really excited about it. Just think yes, it's awesome. for sure, one hundred percent. And one thing I thought was really cool was uh, Eric Hosmer, first baseman for the Padres, went over and and shook her hand and congratulated her. So yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I think cool. that there is a great appreciation for what she's doing, what she has done, and what's going, what we're going to see going forward. And I was thinking about this too, is that we had a, a video a couple months ago. I can't remember who it was, but it was about women in baseball. And somebody got very upset about it in the comments on YouTube. And yep. I feel like it's curmudgeons, like legitimate curmudgeons. We, we joked that you're a curmudgeon, Brig, but you're not this much of a curmudgeon. Thank you. <laughs> and people who washed out of baseball before they were comfortable, before they wanted to, who are like, no, but anybody who's still in baseball sees the writing on the wall and thinks it's awesome. Right. Yeah. So that's one thing that I think is really cool is the people who get it are the people who are like legitimately in baseball. And I feel like the people who are upset are upset about something else, but they're choosing to put their anger in this place. Right. We call that poopy pantsery. Yes, the, that is poopy pantsery. Term. Very good. Poopy pantsery. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You're right. But it's, on. yeah. Come at me. If you have one of those poopy pantsery opinions, you can drop it in the mailbag at baseballtogether.com. Leave us a voicemail with all of the swears. It's fine. We'll talk, we'll listen to you. And we'll discuss it. We will. Because, Absolutely. Yeah, we think it's we think it's something that should be talked about. But uh speaking of poopy pantsery, let's talk about Reds oh. president Phil Castellini. Holy yes. moly. Okay. <laughs> So this is this is this is so funny to me. So he's in an interview talk in, a, in an interview talking about how the team has like slashed their payroll. They traded Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners, got back Jake Fraley and a couple other guys. Like and Jake Fraley is like has like two years of service time, maybe. So you can tell who they're getting back. Ken Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest person on their payroll of players and of current and former players. And so fans are upset. I get it. You're upset. Absolutely. You were in the playoffs, what, two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, and you just you got rid of everybody. Yeah. So Castellini's response was, where are you going to go? My response is, there's a team in Cleveland I can cheer for, and MLB TV makes it easy to cheer for anybody in the country I want to. Yep. That's where I'm going to go. Like... You can't say that yep. anymore. You can't. You can't say that. And you're going to ostracize your fan base. You're going to ostracize your players. All your – I can't even believe, like, what is this going to do to, uh, like, business deals, like merchandising, advertising, mm-hmm. all of that, the TV deals, local TV deals and stuff, radio. This is This has enormous financial implications for the owner to just say, you know what? I don't care anymore. I'm done dealing with you people. It's like, well, then go right. away. Go yeah, away. Well, and, the, and the other thing, too, is that in that same conversation, he threatened to relocate the team. He's like, well, we're going to have to move if we're going to be sustainable. It's like, 
No, you don't, because the team's no. been in Cincinnati since the beginning of time. Since 18, I looked it up, 142, 141 seasons. Yeah, Since 1882, it's been in the Cincinnati. Yeah, and, and you know what? Um, Dan Patrick was talking to Johnny Bench about it last week. Johnny he's Bench! Like, he's like, Sorry. that's always the threat. He's like, it's yeah. always the threat that they're going to relocate the team, but they never do because you can't move that team out of Cincinnati. And he was actually part of a group who tried to buy the team, I think he said, in the late 80s. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, Johnny Bench is invested. I don't know if he still wants to buy the team. but That's interesting. Or, like, be part of a group that would buy the team. Yeah. But, no, it's, it's, it's an idle threat. They're not going to relocate the Reds. Keep cheering for your team. I mean, I know they have absolutely laid, like, goose egg after goose egg since he said this but at the same time like i don't know i feel like they'll get there you know yeah everybody does eventually despite their best efforts well leadership trickles down right the tone of the leadership is gonna Mm -hmm. have an effect all the way down to the bottom so i wonder if even the like the clubbies are upset (laughs) the vendors are like here's your hot dog The vendors. Get your hot dogs. Get your bitter, sour hot dogs. That's fantastic. That's probably what happened. Here's a beer. You spit in it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. All right. Joe Madden walked Corey Seager with the bases loaded, Brad. The bases were loaded. They call it the Barry Bonds treatment, right? Yeah. Yeah. He joins one of a, a small groups since 1950. This has happened like to two or three other guys. Was it? So Barry I saw, Bonds. He, he becomes a group of three now. It's Barry Bonds, yeah. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. And now Corey Seager. And now Corey Seager. Yep. And it happened First to things... Barry Bonds a couple of times, right? A handful of times. Mm-hmm. It happened to Josh Hamilton, what, once? Yeah. And Joe Madden did it when he was with the Rays. And that was with Joe Madden. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I don't know. This this is the thing that's funny is that sometimes Joe Madden outsmarts himself. <laughs> you know, like he like he went yeah. out there and he and I read an article about it where he went out there to talk to his pitcher and he goes, What do you think about? And his pitcher goes, putting him on. And I don't know that his pitcher was serious when he said it. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, Yeah. Like Okay, sure, buddy. And you know, <laughs> they ended up clearing the bases eventually, anyway. Yeah, like there was a Bach, and, and Madden's like, Well, you know, they earned one of them. They we brought that one in, there was a Bach, so I'm okay with that. It's like, but you still got a pitch to the dude, and you've got an all star center fielder who's gonna make a play on that ball. You have an all star third baseman who's gonna make a play on that ball, and you have a potential all star first baseman who's gonna make a play on that ball. Trust your defense. That's on, where man. my issue comes in. That's yep. that's my big thing. Is you got to trust your defense. And Mike Trout was as confused. I think the rest of us. There is a video going around of him, just kind of like what, what's going on? What? Do you, why are you doing that? Yeah. And I, I wonder how much more, like how much of Joe Madden's like analytics and smartness does Mike Trout really enjoy? Well, fun fact, he then exited the game. Was it the same day or the next day? I don't remember. It might have been the next it was, day. You're talking about with his hand? 
Yeah. And then that the was, x-rays so came back negative. Yeah. So I wonder if Mike Trout's like, you want to play stupid games? Then let you get stupid prizes. Well, I mean, he did get hit in the hand. He got beamed in the I know. hand. So they're, you're going to take x-rays on that, you know, because of course, if any anybody who's ever taken a picture of the hand or wrist knows that it hurts like a beast, I can tell you firsthand. That's that true. It, no pun intended, that it does. Um, <laughs> so I don't blame Trout for coming out for that and then needing x-rays mm-hmm. because you got to make sure there's not a broken bone in there. But at the same time, he's day-to-day. I wonder how long he's going to be like, guys, it still hurts, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the yeah, it seems like a really great opportunity for him to just continue to be befuddled. Yeah, it could be. Um, Shohei Otani seems to be enjoying things these days. He gave his bat CPR, and it seemed to have brought it back to life. Three home runs <laughs> in two days. That was the most Jobu moment ever, and I loved it, it so much. It really was, and it, it was seemed it worked. It absolutely worked. Full um, on Pedro Serrano right there is amazing. <laughs> so good. Um, okay, we have a couple more things before before we go into our break. First, let's talk about John Sterling. Brig, first off, my question for you is: Is he too old for this stuff? Well, he's getting there because he's not too it, old, but he's getting there. <laughs> is it Saturday? It yeah. is high. It is far. It is gone, but caught. But caught. <laughs> left field. I think it was a Stanton. <laughs> it was a Stantonian. Stantonian yeah. fly ball. Um, I don't know. Somebody who's been doing it this long knows to look at the outfielder, not the ball, right? <laughs> yeah, but they comment all the time about how difficult it is to see from where they are and i don't know if that's i don't know i'm not in the booth like i have no idea but they reference thing brig i've been in the booth right and it's not (laughs) you might need new glasses (laughs) right (laughs) you have one of the best views in the house of the field as a collective I'm trying to help him out, man. Would you just let me try? <laughs> I think maybe he needs new glasses. I don't know. Here's because my he problem didn't with see John where the outfielder was on the uh, on the on the warning track. Sorry, go ahead. Here's I'm a I'm a Yankees fan, and I I love radio baseball, and I'm on the road all the time, right? Like I'm on the road right now, so I very rarely get to sit and watch a baseball game. I listen to a lot, so I listen to John Sterling and Susan Waldman all the time, like every day sometimes. And my problem with John Sterling is that he's too okay with the other team winning and the other team's success. Like, he's too even keel. He keeps it too much in the middle for me. I need a little more homerism out of my, out of my home team broadcasters. That's, and I feel like a few years ago, he was more excited. And then as the Yankees have stagnated for these past few years since 2017, it's all been since 2017, I feel like his demeanor on air has stagnated somewhat. And he and Susan, Susan especially, is super, super snotty about the Yankees and their fallback like and their issues. And she'll go, well, there you go again. Or she'll make these <laughs> under her breath comments. <laughs> and it's absolutely fabulous. But as much derision as they're trying to hold back about the failed performance of the Yankees, I feel like they're not, they don't, diminish the successes of the other team as much which you can argue is professionalism but i think it's stupid (laughs) like i get it i know that you're a professional broadcaster and that you're raised on this whole flatline mentality but man come on he even calls the the other team wins with exuberance a little bit just too much just this much 
That's funny because so because you, you've brought that up to me a few times specifically without without mentioning John Sterling's name, and I'm like, I don't know. Like I listen to Mariners games, and they're they're homers big time. Like that's yeah, John. Like the like the broadcast gets depressing when they're losing by a bunch. Like, well, there's another hit, and yeah. there's another home run. You know, yeah. and I know the White Sox broadcasters do a great job with those guys are so much fun. They're a blast. They're one of my. Favorite, they are so much fun to listen to. They're one of my to. favorite uh, radio teams to listen to. Um, yeah. I don't. know. Do you think he's jaded? Is he just <laughs> jaded with the Yankees losing? Because I mean, in Yankee standards, it's been a long time since they won a World Series. Way and they are long, wildly right? inconsistent. It's got to be frustrating to be working with that team. Just like, well, what team's going to show up today? That's it, and that's how they treat it. It's almost like, well, here we go again. I'll just do what I do. <laughs> And I'm not trying to take away anything from him and, and what he's done because he's a terrific broadcaster. It's just, I think, I don't know. You can't do anything about the team as a broadcaster. Right. So you only, the only thing you can affect is your voice, right, and how you your mm-hmm. attitude. So I don't know. Maybe he is done. I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> we might see him retire here in a couple of years. He's kind of phoning it in right now, though. Is he? Do you think if the Yankees went on a tear this season and really went into the postseason hot, it would be different? Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Somebody needs to light a fire. Interesting. Like I said, Rome isn't burning yet, but it but it certainly like smells like smoke. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a great when you texted me that the other day. I was like, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> analogy. I like that. Thank you. A metaphor or whatever. Okay. Our last thing here, we're going to talk about our, we're going to give you our weekly fantasy, fantasy baseball update. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had this last week's matchups. I went, uh, so my team is the Manitoba man clowns. I went up against Jewel. He was uh, the big league Chupacabras. I ended up winning 568 to 484. It nice. wasn't even close all week. I was pretty I was pretty proud of myself, Brigham, to be honest. That's awesome. Matt Olson ripped everybody to shreds with 131 points. Like That's insane. That might he might be the sneakiest best pick in the entire draft. I love it. Um his top scorer was Jose Abreu with seventy eight. And then let's go to Brigger Mortis. That's your team, Brig, and the Springfield Isotopes. That's Zip, uh friend yep. of the show. Brig, you pulled it out. 491 to 472. Snuck one in. You're welcome, Ty France. 113 Bingo. He had Josh Bell with 122. Um, So I haven't done fantasy baseball in like a decade at least. And it's my first time. I don't know. I didn't know who the high scorers are going to be, and apparently it's going to be first baseball. But I think it's going to be a lot because of putouts. That makes sense. Interesting. But... Um, so Ty France was big for you, but he had a good weekend. He had a really good weekend against the Astros. So I was so go. surprised that Astros didn't show up as, as well for, against Seattle. I'm, I'm, I'm super not. thrilled for you, bro. I wasn't surprised at all. I'll be honest with you. I was like, um, what is go seven to one at one point yesterday? As I say now, as lopsided as it was, that did surprise me, but I was expecting them to take two out of three from the Astros because I feel like the Mariners are. Are that good right now? They are, but I didn't expect the scores to be so disproportionate. Oh, I know. I saw something That's last night. Somebody shocked. said, somebody said that the Mariners outscored the Astros this weekend. It was, um, it was eighteen to five, and they got shut out on Saturday. Wow! So uh, it's pretty That's good. Amazing. 
I love it. I, I'm telling you, man, that team's going to be really good. It'll be really good this year. All right, and then we had um, Springfield Nuclear against Grace Under Fire. That is Tori of the uh, Philly Baseball Together podcast against Denise of the North Chicago. Uh, Tori ended up winning that one 516 to 422. Freddie Freeman was Denise's high score at 107. DJ LeMahieu was not a scrub, though, at 60, was 61. Um, so Tori had JT Romuto and Paul Goldschmidt with 83 and 79 points, respectively. Whoa. That's pretty good, having those guys up there at the top. That helps. And then the Harrisburg Charlies, our highest scorer of the week. That's that's John with the District Baseball Together podcast against uh, Jason of the Philly Baseball Together podcast as well. He's not another fantasy team. Um, John blew him out of the water. <laughs> 700 yeah. to 585. John's killing he everybody, had- man. Dude, big time. And it helps that he had Vladdy. His Vlad Guerrero Jr. Reese Hoskins had a good week. Uh, Francisco Lindor. Will Smith with the Dodgers. Will Smith is a really good player. And <laughs> He's he even a really good draft, ball player. He even said in the draft, I'm drafting the best catcher in the league. And he might be right. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith is like batting eighth for the Dodgers. But he would probably bat fourth or fifth for most other teams in the league. <laughs> yeah. He's cleaning so, up in Cincinnati. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there's your weekly fantasy update. Uh, if you want to, you can reach out to us and ask for some of our advice on fantasy. I don't know how good it will be, but we can look at some of the stuff that we're seeing in our league, and we can and we can uh, provide you with some advice there. Um, but let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about this year's Copa hats. Yes! My favorite! No matter which ballpark you're at, you want to rep your team. Now you can with 9 Plus Us. Welcome to the Big City Series. With every design available in your team's colors, you can fit in with the home crowd or stand out on the road. Either way, we have the colors you crave. Shop the Big City Series and find designs that rep your favorite baseball podcast, cheer from the cheap seats, and much more. Shop the Big City Series only at 9plusus.com. Welcome back, baseball family. We are going to jump into one of our favorite segments every single year. We are going to talk about Copa de la Diversión and the hats that make it possible and awesome (laughs) and our favorite. (laughs) (laughs) We love hats. Um, For those of you listening to the Ruder broadcast uh, that is unedited, you get to hear all about some of our favorite hats and why we love them, and we get a little more commentary on that. But we Mm -hmm. are... Big, big fans of hats. I left my house in South Carolina with three hats, and I now have seven hats. <laughs> so the hats are a big deal. Two of them that I purchased along the way are Copa hats. So big, huge fan here. I'm wearing one, one on right head now. Currently, right? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you from on the YouTubers, I'm wearing my Louisville Bats hat. I love it. And it's awesome. It's outstanding. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to go home with at least one more, I'm assuming. One one for sure. Maybe yeah. two because I do have to stop in Oklahoma City on my way home. Mm, there you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. <laughs> All right, Brad. So, baseball family, just to give you a, a heads up, especially for those of you that are new, this is how we do it. We don't talk to each other. We ignore each other during this process. 
and Brad picks his five favorite and a runner-up. I pick my five favorite and a runner-up. We go about our selections completely differently and independently of one another, and we are going to bring them to you right now. These are our five favorite Copa hats in minor league baseball for 2022. Brad, you go first, man. Tell them about okay. your process, though, because you went different this year. I did go a little differently this year because I figured for the most part, like the hats that I love are still the hats that I love. Um, one of them is actually going to be in this uh, in this grouping because of the process that I decided to take. Um, I wanted to include the names because for those of you not familiar with with the Copa, I don't want to call it an event, but like specialty that minor league does is that they change the names of the teams. Sometimes it's a little bit. Sometimes it's just a Spanish version of their team name. Other times it's completely different and it's outstanding. My Spanish is limited to a taco truck menu, basically. So (laughs) I I got, (laughs) so I, (laughs) I got out uh, Google translate and I was going through looking at some of these teams. I was like, Oh my gosh, that team name is hilarious. Uh, because I couldn't tell what it was in the picture exactly. And then I look at the, uh, like in their logo and then I got the translation and figured it out. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking names into account this year, but also hats because my first pick is the Bradenton Marauders or mm. the Bradenton Barber Negras, which translates to Brig, the Bradenton Blackbeards. Yeah. That's my team. <laughs> Blackjack Brad coming at you. <laughs> that is my team um their hat again this year is like a lime green or uh like electric yellow i can't tell i think it's more of electric yellow uh crowns a black bill with a with a skull that looks like something from the movie coco not so much a sugar skull but like the shape of the head mm-hmm. with a pirate hat and, and cross bats behind it um i don't think i've told you this yet brig but there is about a 90% chance I'm going to be in Florida for spring training next year. Ooh. And I'm going to have to get myself a Braden Tim Barber Negras hat while I'm there. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you so are. It'll either be this one or the black one. The black one is is a snapback, so I might go that way. But mm. uh, one of my favorite, <laughs> absolute all-time favorite hats. And will continue to be as long as the Marauders are in existence. I love it, man. That's a great pick. Thank you. And it's going to be on this episode every single year, just for those of you who are <laughs> around. So that's a perfect segue into my process because I I thought about going back and investigating what my previous picks were and making a list. And I decided against it. I, I'm going to after this episode, though. I wanted to see how my tastes and preferences have maybe changed, what has stayed the same, and which teams continue to get it right even though they change their style. Because that's one of the things that we've seen is some teams will also change their their color scheme and they come out with a new hat every year. Some teams don't. Some teams keep it the same. So like this year, the Greenville Drive, they have kept the same Copa hat this year as they did last year. I think last well, year last was, year was year a big year. unveiling because it was so radical from the year before. Exactly. So they were the Energia the year before, and now they're the Ronasta Rio. The, the River Something. Frogs. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, <clears throat> I did not go with the Greenville Drive as one of my selections this year. Um, but I did, however, go with the Delmarva Shorebirds pick. I'm not going to attempt to say they're <laughs> chickens, right? 
Is that Gallos del Marva? Del Marva? Wow, I'm pronouncing this terribly. I can't find it, but yeah, that would be a that would be a chicken. It is the hat is this bright red, almost peachy color. It's a warm. It's a very warm yellowy red. The squatchy and the eyelets are yellow. This bright brazen yellow, almost a tangerine color. And then this, uh, they've got the the chicken on top, the rooster. And it's awesome. It's carrying a bat and it's in Tiffany blue, that kind of coral blue with the coral pink, yellow and white. And then the visor itself is that Tiffany blue, kind of that coral blue color that I am just in love with these days. So that's my first pick. That looks like that looks like a perfect Easter hat. That's a, and maybe that's why it's on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the color the and then like chicken and on there. <laughs> I think it's cool. I like that hat. That's a great choice. It's fun. I, I would wear that. the crap out of that hat. Yeah, for sure. I'd wear the crap out of a lot of these hats. By the way. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so my next one is so the the Akron Rubber Ducks. First off, is an awesome team name. But is it they awesome? <laughs> they changed their name this year went with the Perros Calientes. For those of you who don't speak Spanish, I know that, like I said, it's limited to a food menu, hot dogs, and their yeah. hat is, is a hot dog or a sausage, whichever you prefer, running on fire with like a barbecue skewer. Yeah, like <laughs> it's awesome. Like on, like brandishing it, like he's gonna yes. storm the castle with it. Yeah, he's coming <laughs> after you with this thing. Yeah. And first off, like that hat is fantastic. It's just like a navy blue or a black. I can't really tell because it's kind of grainy on my screen, but I think it's navy blue because that's what the rubber ducks are normally. Um, but that name, because I don't know that that's necessarily what a hot dog would translate to directly in Spanish, but the fact that they used the literal English translation and used right. Spanish words hot for it is dog. so <laughs> funny. <laughs> I love every little bit of it. It's so good. It's fantastic. That's awesome. And that's another hat. I'd wear the crap out of that. And I'm sure that a lot of people like walk just walking around wearing the hat, people will be like, What is that? <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. That is a perros calientes. <laughs> it really is. And then it's it also comes in it also comes in yellow with a black. <laughs> bill if that's who you prefer but i think i would go navy blue because that's my personal that's awesome but, okay brig what you got next all right so um <clears throat> my next one is uh the warriors of fayetteville the guerreros of the fayetteville and it's awesome this hat is so cool because it's a tricolor hat so we've got the first two panels are white the back panels are this bright fiery red this really it's like the red I'm wearing right now is not, this is a darker red. The one they've got on here is this really, really intense fire engine red. And then the eyelets and the squatchy are this beautiful powdered blue. And then the the logo itself of the warrior has a woodpecker hat on, which is amazing because they're the woodpeckers mm-hmm. t- typically. And then it's got this, the same kind of coral pastel electric blue with the green in there, that kind of Tiffany blue. And then they've even embellished it with a little bit of orange and then that red and some white as well up against mm-hmm. black outline, like black, the black makes it pop. For the relief. It pops, bro. It's so good. <laughs> so I this was, it, 
this was probably seventh on my list. I just cut it like as we were talking between segments. Um, And, you know, I thought it was really cool that I didn't know what Guerreros meant until I looked it up last night with Google Translate. I didn't know it meant warrior. And that's first off, super cool that they did this, that they incorporated that with the woodpecker hat with the warrior. But also it changes everything that I ever thought about the Guerrero family, Vladimir and his children. There you go. That is awesome and fitting. So I thought that was really cool. And Fayetteville is also affectionately or otherwise known as Vietnam because that's where Fort Bragg is. And so mm. it is full of special forces folks. And uh, the, I think the 82nd Airborne is stationed there. So <clears throat> there's a big army base in Vietnam where the that's Warriors really cool. play. Yeah. That's, re- that, that's even cooler. I like that. Yeah. I like it a lot. Okay, I'm gonna go with my last one before um, before we go into the break. Okay, um, sh- should I do this or my runner up? Let's we'll do runner up when we get back. Um, so this is the first one I saw when I looked up to see if the Copa hats had been released. This yeah. is the first one I saw, and it's uh, typically the Frisco Rough Riders, right? right? Which their logo has a lot to do with. It's Teddy Roosevelt, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they have a lot to do with. Teddy Roosevelt and their logo. <laughs> so Los Quesos Frisco. <laughs> which oh gosh. If you incorporate the Sid the town name into the team, that means the fresh cheese. For yeah. those of you keeping track at home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so <laughs> so the hat is is green with a red visor or bill with a red squatchy on top. And it's kind of like it's like the Mexican flag, red and green, so it fits perfectly. Looks great, um, but the logo on the front is a piece of is a wedge of cheese <laughs> with Teddy Roosevelt's face on it. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. It's got the mustache, the glasses, <laughs> the hat, the works, and it is <clears throat> hilarious. Like the name alone is enough, but the hat is just next level so good like i i don't i can never remember the name of that the kind of cheese that is but it's fantastic on a taco i know exactly what kind of cheese it is <laughs> and and seeing it with a mustache and hat made me laugh so hard i literally lol brig you lol irl <laughs> irl i lol ah <laughs> oh, it's great all right baseball family we're going to take a quick break we come back we're going to hit you with the rest of our picks and uh, finish it up. Don't forget, we have runners-up that are ridiculous. The Nonther Sports Podcast is the home of sports talk for everyone. Every other week, you can catch David and Jason as they talk about all things sports. From current events to classic moments and everything in between, you can find the Nonther Sports Podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and more. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back, baseball family. For those of you who might be joining us now in the middle of the show, I don't know why you would be in a podcast, but anyway, we're talking about Copa hats for this year, uh, some of our favorite hats, and uh, I... Of course, talked about the Bradenton Marauders because I love everything about them. And Brig brought in a couple of his own. He's got a few left. Uh, he's going to go ahead and lead us off with his next choice of his favorites. 
<clears throat> okay. The Jersey Shore Blue Claws are rocking another three-color hat that I love. It's got a pink visor, pale. It's got a dark purple back paneled. Four panels in the back are dark purple. The front two panels are white. The squatchy is pink. The eyelets are purple, Brad. And on top of it is a bat-wielding jellyfish. And it's amazing. Thing. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an octopus. It looks like a jellyfish. He might be wearing a space helmet. I don't know. <laughs> so but it's so good. <laughs> but it is it is certainly a jellyfish because this is this is why uh, Medusa in Spanish is is jellyfish. That is the yeah, direct the translation. Yeah. So yeah, I think it it was at first I was kinda like, is that an octopus? I was right with you there. But yep. they've got a little bit of baby blue in there, they've got a little bit of that orange embellishment. And then more of the pale pink and stuff. There's even a slight hint of purple. Lighter like a lilac purple in the stitching. It's quite a complicated stitch design actually. And it looks Mm -hmm. really, really sharp. It does. And uh, I love the colors of this hat. Me too. Honestly. The purple with the pink pink visor and the pink squatchy. It looks super cool. I don't know that it's necessarily something I would wear. But I would definitely buy it for my daughter. Because she looks Thank great. Thank you. Purple. Maybe I'm a girl dad, and I would wear the crap yeah. out of that hat, and um, and love every minute of it. This hat to me is so good, and it's so different from everything else I wear that I would mm-hmm. order it, even though I couldn't pick it up at the ballpark. Like typically, so, I would wait to buy it at the ballpark, but I this right. is one I would order. And I think that I wouldn't wear it just because of the fit. Like I only see like dad hats on here, or like the low crown. I have to have Aha. a flat brim or it doesn't work for me. That's where I got, I found it. I'll send you the link. You did? Oh, shit. I did. Because I did the same Maybe. thing. I went, I was like, this is unacceptable. So I went to their actual store. I'm sending mm. it to you right now. I went to their right. actual, the team store online, not the MILB Copa stuff. Because oh, okay. it's technically a 2021 hat. They still have some left. Mm-hmm. Got it. And I'm going to look at it right now. Do um, it. Yes, I see it. That is, that's better than the one that I saw on the MILB website. It, I like it is, that a it's lot. a little different, huh? It's better. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot better. I like the color of the, of the visor better. Um, yeah. I would wear the crap out of that hat. Yep. I would too. On it. 100%. On it. On it. <laughs> All right, Brad, hit us with your next one. What's okay, my got? next one? Uh, I'm going with the Midland Rockhounds. Uh, yes, <laughs> so, I've been there. <laughs> nice. So their Copa name is the Mata Moscas de Midland, which yeah. Matka Moscas translates to fly swatter. <laughs> that was too good to not include. I thought it's... that was another super funny name, and the hat is like. Uh, it's like this uh, kind of like an electric blue on the back, on the back of the crown with a white field in the front with, I don't know, that's that's lime green. Yeah, that's lime green, squatchy and visor on there Yeah, with mm-hmm. a lime green fly swatter that is like bent, like somebody just smacked the crap out of a fly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and the fly swatter, by the way, is loving every minute of it because he's got this loving huge it. grin on his face. And he reminds me a little bit of like a Marvel villain. 
because <laughs> the the face is at the bottom of the um at the bottom of the fly swatter, and then he's got the whole like rest of the top of the fly swatter in his head, or like Mega Mind, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of what he reminds me of, and I I love it so much. It's so funny because I don't know. I feel like you can't take these things too seriously, and I think they did a great job with it. No, and whoever came up with the fly swatters crushed it because if you've ever been in the southwest or uh across new mexico like flies love this place so love it 100 <laughs> all right go ahead brig all right my next one is the um lehigh valley iron pigs 2022 hat uh they're the coquise de lehigh valley and that is a i don't know if it's it's a toad it's a spotted toad i believe what does it say, Brad? Coquise. Uh, no direct translation because it pulls up coquise in English, which I guess in English would be coquis. Coquis. <laughs> anyway, so it's know. pink. It's got a pale pink visor, a pale pink squatchy and eyelets, the new era design on the side, pale pink as well. But on the front is this really nice silvery gray and white spotted toad it's embellished with a blue contrasted outline and it's got that pale pink throughout that kind of coral pink in there that kind of makes it electric and i think it's it's awesome again i'm maybe i'm on an easter kick or something but this really (laughs) grabbed my attention with all the pastel colors so one thing i love about this hat is the attention to detail on the logo that they could have just thrown the gray the gray frog on there with that with that navy blue outline but they did like texturing, contouring yeah. with the pink. They did. Like, like they did not. And everything. They did not rush through this design, and it looks awesome. Well, and there's white it laced in there too with the with the silvery gray. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's almost... highlights and shadows mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, yeah, they it's did a great well job done. with this. They're they're very meticulous with this design because. It's one of those things where they could have just gone through and been like, throw it on the hat, it'll be fine. But no, they they took their time. It looks really cool. Yeah, I agree. A lot of really. All right, Brad, what you got now? All right, I'm going to go with my runner up first. Before you reveal your final. Before I reveal my final. Okay, okay, okay. So this we going to overlap here. Is this where we're going to overlap? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I hope so. So. This is the Down East Wood Ducks. It's nope, nope. Yeah, now they they are the avocados luchadores de down east. Now the hat. <laughs> first off, of course, you had to get the avocados in there. Somebody, somebody had to yeah, be the avocados. Yeah, and they took the name and made it exactly what you would think a lucha an avocados luchadores would look like on a hat because it's an avocado. The pit is a baseball. Yeah. And then this thing is jacked. This is a steroid infused <laughs> avocado. Steroid. That's right. <laughs> with it's it's flexing on you with massive yeah. biceps, got guns out there, and he's holding the bat behind his head, and he's got a luchador mask on top, and it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's just I such love a the funny bat. Logo. That's my favorite part. Is the yes. bat? <laughs> my 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 favorite part I think is the muscles because it's so funny that this avocado yeah. is absolutely shredded, but he's got the round <laughs> body of an avocado. Yeah, like the dude yeah. only works on arms, arm day every day. <laughs> he's filling the sleeves, everything. Now the color oh, scheme yeah. on this hat, you've got kind of like a uh, like a 
pastel orange on the back of the of the crown with a white field in the front and then that like tiffany blue visor with tiffany blue eyelets and squatchy on it the color scheme is great it's kind of a muted green which you would expect for an avocado they nailed that um and then the the mask is is orange with like the tiffany blue around the eyes and it's so cool you do not want to mess with that avocado i'm curious (laughs) what kind of guacamole you would get from it Oh, you chunky. might you might fail a drug test. Yeah. <laughs> if you're <laughs> that. that is exquisite. Thank you. So, there's my runner up. Go ahead, Brig. All right, my runner up is the Tumba Vacas de Wichita. <laughs> and I can't stop laughing because even without the translation, which you don't need once you see the hat, um, <laughs> I'm I'm quite sure I know what it means. I know what it means, <laughs> but it is a uh, it is a pale green crown with red visor, red squatchy, red eyelets, which match the udders. That's right, the udders <laughs> on the underside of a cow that is flipped on its back. <laughs> this is like you're leaving out an important detail here, Brink. It's really making this hat. It's a punchline. <laughs> Uh, there's a, we've got a black and white cow flipped upside down with tufts of grass poking up, just in case you were wondering whether it was flying through the air inverted or if it was on the ground upside down. But it is on the ground. And the look of just sheer confusion and shock on the cow's face is so good. Oh, man. So this is my runner-up for the most awesome and ridiculous Copa hat of 2022. So Tomb of Vacas translates to cow's tomb. Cow's tomb? Tomb, yes. Oh, wow. The cow is most certainly dead or dying. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently those cows are still flying around in Wichita. Bill Paxton, he nailed it. Yep, he did. (laughs) So (laughs) So funny. All right, my number one, my top choice, and this is mostly just for the comedy alone in the hat because it's it's so good and it's so funny. I love every bit of this. So this would normally be the Salem Red Sox, mm. but for Copa, they are the San, Bernard, San Bernardo's de Salem, which is the St. Bernard's. Right. So they're a dog. Now on this hat, on the logo, well, first let's do this. So they have, it's Red Sox. Red, Red Sox, blue, okay? So the visor is Red Sox, navy blue. The front of the hat, instead of being white, is actually that red color with a red squatchy. And you've got red eyelets in the front. And then the back, the back four panels are white with white eyelets on it. Now the logo. Let's visit the logo on this. It is like a sugar skull, but it's the face of a St. Bernard. And the it's got blues. It's got the Tiffany blue in there. It looks really great. But the thing that absolutely kills me is they did not skimp on the mustache. That a sugar skull has to have a mustache, and they left it on the dog. And I love a dog with a mustache because it is so comedically perfect. That like perfect. again, they're not taking themselves too seriously on this, and they were just like, "Wow, gosh, it's missing something. We gotta have the mustache. Put the mustache yeah. on there." <clears throat> And honestly, like I said, like the biggest reason I picked this was for comedic effect. This is another hat that I would absolutely wear the crap out of. Oh yeah, for sure. That was one of my runners up, actually. Was it really? Before I started, before I started getting real skimpy. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Baseball and family. To, when we started, we each had like 10 each or something. It was, it was yeah. very hard. It's very difficult. And in fact, we've talked about it and we're going to have to do another episode with these in a couple weeks. So we'll yep. tell you more about that later, but anyway, Joe. Okay. My last pick is from the Columbus Clippers. Um, that was the last the... one I trimmed before we started. Oh man. So <laughs> they're the Valeros. And I don't know what that means. Brad's going to talk about it. Um, but it commemorates uh, Columbus's voyage across the Atlantic, which is really fitting having a skull on there because uh, <laughs> all of you with a public high school degree, a PhD, know that uh, you had to relearn about Columbus <laughs> when you got to be an adult. Um, okay, so... <laughs> So the reason I went with the Columbus Clippers, not only do I love the sugar skull design in every way, I think it's fantastic. And it, co- it coincides with our Copa hat that we have for Dia del Mago, which is August 15th. For those of you paying attention, you could jump on the shop and grab one of those. But so we have a very ferocious looking uh, sugar skull with baseball stitching pretty much anywhere you can put it, which I'm in love with crossed bats mm-hmm. underneath. Oh, the jawline. And then the cool thing is they have three versions of this that I can't decide which I like best. Yeah. That's why they had to go with my number one, because they've got one that's black visor or excuse me, a black crown with a Tiffany blue visor. They've got a Tiffany blue crown, red visor, and then they've got the tricolor with the the back four panels are Tiffany blue. The white two panels are white or the front two panels are white and the visor is red. Um, I think that one's my favorite, but I, I just can't decide the, the design itself though, is embellished with all of those colors and yellow. So you also get the, you get the red, the white, the black trim and everything, but then there's this perfect yellow gold color, this like orangey yellow in there that really sets it off. I love it. Yeah. So that black one, the black crown with the blue visor actually looks a lot like our Copa hat, like a lot it, like it the really blue, the black and blue variation. It really does. Now, yeah. Real quick, Brig. This was the one that I cut right before we came on for our second segment. Okay. And I told All you because right. I told you there was one where I was going to pick it specifically because of the jersey. Right. This was the one because oh, really? they have. Yeah. So Valeros means sailboat. Um, those of you who know me, everything maritime, I guess, is going yeah. to appeal to me like so much. Piratical. And s- yes. <clears throat> and so it it is, like you talked about, Christopher Columbus, but it looks more like a pirate ship because it's black. Yeah. And, yeah. and the jersey, like the body is, like the vest part is that red color. The sleeves are that Tiffany blue. It looks yeah. awesome. And the sailboat going across the top is outstanding. That's a jersey I would wear to just about any game. It's so good because it looks cool and it has that it has that same uh, logo on the left sleeve and I think it looks awesome. Super it's cool. spectacular. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally agree. That's it. That's great. That's great. They're usually the clip the Clippers, by the way, which is a type of mm-hmm. ship, a clipper. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. So it's fitting. It it all works out. Um, but baseball family, let us know what you think about this year's Copa hats. Is there anything that stands out to you in particular that? you love um send it our way jump in the mailbag there's a link down in the description of every single episode and let us know what you think or you can reach us reach us on social media uh the twitter machine at baseball the number two together and also on our private facebook group nine plus us vips come join us for free 
Uh, we have a lot of fun there, a lot of fun conversation, especially now the baseball season started. There's a whole lot more activity going on and a lot more conversation. It, it's a good time. If you're not there, come find us on Facebook. Don't forget to jump on the shop as well at 9plusus.com. That's N-I-N-E-P-L-U-S-U-S.com, 9plusus.com, where you can go find our Copa hat. We have one. It's in, I think, three variations right now, um, mm-hmm. three different color schemes, and they're really, really cool. We love them. We get a lot. We sell a lot of them, actually, because they're so cool. And for those of you who are new to the show, we do celebrate Dia del Mago on August 15th, and the closer we get to that, we will explain it for you but that is also our dia del mago hat so baseball family thanks for being with us this week and don't forget to like subscribe rate and review the podcast as well you can find us anywhere you podcast and we will catch you next week Mm